<laughs> we're in here. We're in here. Oh, is that even the same team? It doesn't. I don't think that was the same team that we've ever seen. I, I don't want to gas the performance up too much, but that might have been the best performance that NYCSC has had as a club. I'd definitely. name a better one. Yeah, definitely probably within the last long as is even worth remembering. Like Definitely this tournament, I mean, it was a complete night and day change. Um, so. my, my question. Yeah. That type of pressing does not happen overnight. So... When was Ronnie planning? Like when that was his his last chance, obviously. But like, yeah. if we have to go and score two, just two, just two against Inter Miami, why don't we bring that out? Because there's no ch- there's no chance that he did that in like six days. There's <laughs> just no way. I'm, but in what world is there a manager that has that in their back pocket and saves it for like I don't know, just for this? I don't no, I don't get it. I don't because as far as he knew, going into Miami, there wasn't another game. Like realistically, that's the mindset that you had to approach. There was not another game, and if he just back pocketed that for whatever reason, and for that reason, I'm still not Ronnie in. It's irresponsible. It's so irresponsible. Yeah. If you have our best performance in your back pocket, granted, like if you if you're not that confident in it yet. And you didn't know that they would be that good at it. That's yeah. it didn't look that great in training. Maybe. But that that kind of pressing doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, well if he just if that was like the testing game to find out if we can do it, so that means that moving forward that's what we're gonna look like. We are a problem we for are, the rest of the league. But I feel like Ronnie's overthinking and he's probably he probably thinks that Portland is planning for that type of press. Mm-hmm. And so what, does he now sit back defensive and then maybe press the second half? I yeah, don't know. well, there's not much. I mean, there's only so much you can do to even avoid, you know, a type of press like that. Like, that that was just like, and you mentioned this during the game, is like, it wouldn't be shocking if the City Football Group was like, hey, Pep, give Ronnie a call and just teach him a thing or two. Because that, that, to me, looked just like City Football. Like, the second that Toronto would get possession, you would see like two to like three dudes like close in on them from all angles, get that little tap away pass that just falls to one of our guys. And then they were even doing like the tiki-taka thing. Like they were straight one touch passing it like all the way up the field and stuff. Like it was just, it was just an incredible performance, honestly. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was really good pressing, but also it was, it was a, it was a press, but they were trying to lock out Bradley. They were trying to take him out of the game and hope that he couldn't pull the strings, which I don't know. I know they've relied on Bradley to do that, but why? I, I think he's a scrub at this point. But Yeah, well, that, that sort of probably made the game plan a little easier because there's only so many people in that team that you have to game plan for. And I guess if, if you're going to respect Bradley, he's one of them. But there's really no one else in that midfield that you have to game plan for. Um, we got lucky that Akinola was out because... He's just been tearing up the whole tournament. Um, so, I mean, really, if if you're looking at threats on the field for them, it's like Pozuelo and it's uh, it's Bradley. So I guess if you shut down one or the other, then the other one's just going to have a frustrating game, and that's kind of what we saw because you saw Pozuelo, like, whining often throughout the whole game. Um, so that's probably something, and we'll talk about this later on in the podcast, is the upcoming game against Portland. But we're probably going to have to employ a similar tactic 
to get like Valeri shut down. But then the problem is that they have other pieces that are dangerous, Blanco. like Blanco, uh, Iboise, and um, Diego Chara. Like the announcer was saying when we were watching the FC Cincy game in Portland, like Diego Chara and D- Diego Valeri hold every single stat for the club. Like they're the leaders in every single stat except offsides, which Adi has. So like, <laughs> yo, passes, assists, so happy like, we don't have everything. Him. They don't have him anymore. Oh, that's the best. I just. You know I think that's our downfall. We could get pace abused pretty easily. Yeah, in a I, way. I trust. I, mm, I, I was gonna say I trust Tinnerholm and Mots. I trust Tinnerholm. <laughs> I'm on the fence with Mots. He's Mots pride our trust yeah, from our hands. Going forward, Mots is my man. He's my guy. Yeah. But defensively, it's just sometimes it gets sketchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gets he panics a little bit. A couple of different guys in the defense you see fall into like the ball watching mentality occasionally, and that's actually one guy that I'm happy we didn't see really do that was Cheneau against Toronto. I think I'm not saying he play, he was like one of the best in the eleven, but in terms of the minutes that he put in this tournament, I think those were probably his most solid. Because um, honestly, my biggest pet peeve with Cheneau is in all the other games. Like if you watch any of the goal highlights that were scored against us. It's literally Cheneau standing there and just like watching a ball go over his head or just watching a striker take a shot and not like just being frozen. So he he had a decent game too. Really everybody, you don't have a game like that where pretty yeah. much everybody is not having a decent game. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone kind of defended with their life and for the badge. Yeah. Uh, but it was just, it was a complete game from Ronnie. I'll say that I'll give it to him. Yep. I've I've slagged him off for, you know, two episodes now, uh, but that I think that was genuinely the best I've seen from him. Especially, I liked when he got on the sideline and he was yelling at the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're up two goals and he's yelling at the team. That's yeah. that's what we want to see. We at least, I'll I'll accept a one-two loss or you know even two-nil if we played really well, and it looks like we're trying and the manager's trying. Yep. I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin. Yeah, if there's just some passion flowing, exactly. that's cool. That's enough that you care. Go to the school of Tati, get yep. some passion, play for the badge. But, um, yeah, I mean, even looking forward, Portland, I mean, it's another game that we're not supposed to be in. So, I mean, actually, we earned it at mm-hmm. this point, but we're not supposed to be in the tournament anymore. Just show passion. Just yep. just play with, with, uh, with heart and... I'll accept, I'll accept whatever happens. Yeah, I think one thing that probably at, at the start of the game or even before the game that uh, we didn't necessarily agree with Ronnie with was like the lineup that was put out. Like a lot of people, including us, we were like, well, not, not necessarily. us. I'm not, no, I'm not talking about you. Medina. But the, the lack of Maxi and Hebert was definitely concerning. It, for me, it was noted. Yeah. But I looked at the, I looked at the lineup and it looked good to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I understood why. I mean, you can look at our Twitter. Yeah. I was saying it's hard to keep Tati out. Yeah. It'd be really harsh to keep him out because he's been... He's been shooting. He's been shooting and getting... Mm-hmm. He's the only one really getting chances up to that point yep. outside of Medina having that free goal. Um, but it was harsh to take him out. And Ronnie was saying that he, he, was, he was just talking about how he prefers Medina as a number 10. Right. So, you know, Maxi being on limited minutes, 
Medina being in Ronnie's eye at that moment, it just made sense to me. So I trusted the lineup when I saw it, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't seem like Twitter really yeah, liked no, it. Yeah, we were yeah scrolling through everything. It was like, oh, we're dead before we started just because we're missing our key guys. Um, I kind of hope though talking talking about the lineup being maybe rough from the beginning of that game. I think now moving into this next game, I almost want to see the same lineup. Like, well, yeah, I think we can't have Shradi, but. Pretty much well, everything else. That's true, yeah. Honestly, what we'll probably see is um, essentially the same lineup. Hey Bear probably comes on as a sub, uh, but you have Maxi in there at number 10 and, and Medina out, out wide like we saw when Trotty came off, yep. um, which also looked great. So it did. It's, it's hard to, I mean, it's good. At this moment, I feel like it's hard to make a lineup right. and to make changes in it. That's always good, you know, to have some consistency, but... Yeah, after that game, it's definitely huge to have consistency because all those players know what they were able to go out there and do. So if you start moving too many pieces at once, um, then you'll probably screw up a little bit of the chemistry that you created last week. Uh, but I think I agree that I would probably want to see Tati in as a starter over Bear right now. Um, just because if, now that Tati got that goal, I think he's going to probably be feeling a little bit better, a little more gassed up with himself, and he may... You know, pe- players get into that that rut where they start feeling themselves and they start burying goals. And on the inverse, we see Hey Bear stuck in that rut where post. he's not scoring goals because he double tapped that <laughs> double tap the post and then the cross. Well, see we do again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think if he probably scored one of those, I would possibly consider Hey Bear starting over Tati, uh, just off like a mental standpoint because if. If we can get, if that would have gotten Heber going, essentially, it would be important to keep him hot. Because I think when both him and Tati are hot, I would say I'd rather prefer Heber in there. Um, but because he's not hot, then we got to roll the hot hand, stick with our boy Tati. Because uh, I think he could probably get another goal, definitely another assist or something with the way that he's been performing. I mean, realistically, I have no, I have no idea the fitness of Maxi. So, mm-hmm. you know, we could even see... Hey Bear starting as striker and Castellanos out wide because he's he's versatile like that. He can play on yeah. either side, either wing. He can play up number nine. Um, so you could even see, you know, Tati out wide, Medina in the middle, and Hey Bear. That honestly, that gets me excited. Yeah. And Maxi coming on late is obviously, as we saw, very important. Getting the goal and the assist uh, off as as a sub. You know, I personally, I. I there's no wrong, I feel, that we can do Yeah. as long as we play for the badge. And right. we'll be fine. Yeah, and that's another thing that, that Ronnie definitely did good for us was, I mean, all the subs he made all were directly involved with a goal or an assist, except for Bear. But he, I mean, realistically, he should have scored twice, and he was very close to doing both. And he even had the, the dummy shot that he let roll to Maxi. So that alone... You know, he was definitely a part of that. He he had a part in making that goal. Because um, you see Maxi get a goal and an assist. You see Makai whip that assist. Uh, Hebert had an assist. Or did he? He did yeah, have one? To, okay. to Maxi. Oh, right, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, all all three subs coming in and having an ass, like a part in an assist or a goal, you can't be mad at that in any way. Um, so. Even, I mean, you can, make a, you can make an argument for Acevedo to get more time. Yeah. Maybe... 30 40 minutes. Yeah, I think it I think it would 
probably be a little dependent on what the score is looking like. I don't think I would necessarily be too comfortable if it was a tie game or something and we put him in before like the 80th minute like we sort of did the other day. Um, but in the minutes that he did play, he, he looked, I mean, extremely solid as, you know, like he could hold his own on the pitch. Hear me out. This is controversial. If if we're worried about Portland's pace, uh-huh. and we have a young lad by the name of James Sands on our team, and we have an old man on our team by the name of Chanel, why not drop Chanel, throw Sands in there, and throw Acevedo in the in the midfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I we're mean, dealing that, with pace, yeah, that could work. Co- Collins, you're not worried about his pace. Tenor home, you're not worried about his pace. No. Moss, you're definitely not worried about his pace. I mean, yeah, it would just it would be, be crazy, but yeah, I mean that that could be a package that we even fall into late game. I don't have a problem with doing. You know, that would probably be one of the subs that I would be cool with getting Acevedo in there earlier in a tie game or you know any type of situation where we're not winning, is if it was you know a strategic thing. Obviously, um, I think that would be actually a pretty solid idea. Yeah. I mean, if we're getting, let's say it's early, 20 minutes in, we're down two, yep. and it's like we cannot deal with the pace at all, I think that's a sub that's probably necessary. Yeah. Even though he controls, I think Chano is the captain of the defense, at least in the eyes, that's what it looks like. Um, so it would be tough taking him out, but I trust Collins. Yeah, I think Collins, yeah, Collins and Sands are both, you know, they hold their own. Center home, we don't have to talk about him. No. He's he's more than good enough. That pass though, that was like that a, was so filthy. That was like a Ben Sweat type of it thing. Was Remember, just, like two three years ago with that Ben Sweat ball. I mean, dime. it was it was almost just like that. Not quite as good as Ben's, but it was a it was a dot for sure. No, you know what that you know what that pass reminded me of mm. the the cheek of Pirlo. Yeah. To so just make you make because home all he's ever really done is. Bang them from outside of the box, bar down. Yeah, like that is his, that's his stamp. Yep. And then he fakes that and just dinks the pass to Medina, and Medina a little lucky to to have it go off the hands, but yep. it's from the pitch being wet. So I mean, you know, put it on target, good things are gonna happen. And he did that, and I told you. I just want to say I told you. I just need my <laughs> moment to tell you I told you. Yeah. Well, that was that was one of the major problems that I had with the lineup. I was fully bought in to like the we like Keaton more than we like I don't even like Keaton like that, but we like Keaton more than we like Medina train. And that was purely based off the fact that um Medina he's definitely a better finisher, that's no doubt. If if I was to take Keaton or Medina, I would rather take Medina. But I don't know, I just felt like Medina had gotten a couple games in. I thought that his one shot was a little bit more of a fluke. Um, but really what it turned out to be was he was just settling in. Uh, and then we saw him settle in in this Toronto game and really kind of impose his will and and go off like he did. So I think we were we were a better team without Keaton in there versus versus Medina. So I have, a, I have a few problems with what you just said because I don't think Medina played bad in the last two games he's played. I think he's been arguably one of the better players in the team. I know yeah. a lot of guys on Twitter they'll pick apart his stats, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, in the first two games of the tournament, 
doo doo water. Like well, that was a team, awful, a team wide thing, yeah. really. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, how it takes so much to stand out in a horrible team. Where yeah, we're playing horrible, but against Inter Miami, wonderful. Yeah, I think after those first two games, that everybody, including myself, kind of fell back on you know if the whole team is performing bad, including him, then what else do we have to look on? And it's his past. And he's had a real rocky pass with the team, like even a non-existent one, really, because like we talked about with Tati, how uh, Dame and Vieira never really wanted to give Tati light. It was sort of the same thing with Medina. They both kind of came in and they had an opinion on him and they kind of kept it that way. Uh, And then he had his injury concerns as well throughout the period. Um, But I think, yeah, we all kind of fell back on that and we were wrong. I was yeah, wrong. I'll I mean, say that. Look, it's it's just it's a slippery slope in this to where you start to sound like an Arsenal fan who just you can't as much as it is easy and you get you're upset and frustrated after a terrible game. You can't fall into the trap of starting to slag off players. Yeah. Too soon, and Medina for sure, I think, has proved that everyone was talking about him too soon. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, he's just now getting a good run in the team. Yeah, with a manager that and trusts the, him for the, the first time. And in the correct position mm-hmm. where he where he's actually going to shine, that's how you should judge him in, in better circumstances. Right. Granted, there's players out there who, you know, you throw them on the right wing, they're going to have their best games at, the, at right wing. You can throw them on the left, throw them in the middle, mm-hmm. and they're, they're going to play outstanding. You know, we have to be realistic and say, look, he's having great uh, two great games. How do you drop him and how do you judge him? Is it going to be on those two games or, you know, the past where he was spidey and playing not that yeah. much? Yeah, I think he definitely has to stay in the team for this Portland game. He's He has a hot hand just like Tati. Um, and when you have that, you're going to play well and you're going to contribute to, you know, goals, goals. basically. Um I think, yeah, like we were saying already, like he should probably stick with as much of the lineup as he can except for Izzy. Uh, and the next best thing would be what we had at the end of the game with Maxi in there and Medina flex out wide. So hopefully uh, Medina can keep up what he's doing out wide You know, when he's not sort of filling in for Maxi's role when Maxi's you know, not necessarily fully fit. But, um, yeah. How do we feel about the Portland game? Portland game um well so when we were watching it it was like I don't know I was trying to sort of gauge how we may do against them based on their team really I mean yeah either the game it was right up I mean I I think for sure I definitely would have felt a lot better against Cincy um they to me sort of looked like the worst team throughout the game like the almost the entire first half like I don't even know what the percentages are but there's no way that they were in Portland's side of the field for longer than like 10 minutes. Like they couldn't have been. Portland was consistently just peppering their goal. Blanco was always getting in behind them. Uh, Iboise was always getting in behind them. Valeri was playing like stinging passes into the box and these guys just weren't necessarily able to finish them. Uh, Since he's goalkeeper was sort of having a good game, definitely. but really, they were on their back foot most of the game. You would, you know, for the most part, they had like eight to nine guys in the box, and then they would just keep, you know, two attackers up sort of near midfield, just trying to 
hopefully gain possession and kick something up and get a counterattack going. Um, but I would have preferred them. I really wish that Lacadia would have sank that one shot at just... I was praying. It was just so unfortunate that he couldn't get that done, and then he has to go on and miss the pen, too, in in the shootout, which was just so annoying. I could see why Brian sent – or not Brian, Brighton sent him to the MLS where he lives now. Um, but Portland's a good team. I think they're they're better than Toronto, I would say. It's definitely going to be a, a rougher game, and we kind of just have to tie up Valeri like we did Bradley and hope that the other dudes don't make us pay. I, I was trying to look up how to spell his name really quick. Who's that? Is it Locadia or is it Locatia? No, it's uh, Locadia. Like oh, L-O-C-A-D-A. I, well, now I feel extra stupid because <laughs> I was at work today, and uh, I was just thinking about the game, and I remember when he had that absolute sitter yep. in front of goal, like absolute sitter. He wandled it. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And in my brain, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny? Like, he couldn't find the location. <laughs> but it's, but it's Locadia. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's did you know he was on loan from Brighton, too? Yeah, yeah. Cause That's I, so... FIFA guy, you know? Yeah. But uh, that's insane. I could see why he's not in the Prem, but it's a whole different <laughs> conversation. Dude, I just wish he scored it. I wish we were playing Cincinnati so much more than I don't Portland. Know. Wait, with the form that their keeper's in, regardless of the penalty shootout, yeah. With him, I mean, Tati can kick a ball. Yeah. Ta- ta- he can get some power on a ball. That man couldn't catch Corona at an airport. <laughs> he couldn't. He he looked so poor. The Portland keeper? Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't even know if he starts. That's my fear is that some other guy starts and he ends up having the Cinderella movie like ending right. where he has an all-star game and wins the job. That's well, what even I'm genuinely at the same scared time, of. He- he like almost personally costed them the game. Like, I. Uh, That's how do you start him? How are you Portland and how do you start him, knowing that he literally couldn't catch anything? And then in the penalty shootout, it it wasn't even that he saved. They had just two skies. Locadia skied it, and their center back skied it. Um. So he, you know, he didn't he do anything. In the penalty shootout too. Yeah. Oh man, That's, see, I fell asleep for the penalty. Yeah. I don't know how. I he just... he skied it, and then their center back came in. Dude, and he did a short – he didn't even do a run-up. Like, he took three steps back and, like, walked up to the ball and just shot it so far over the top of it. And it was just, like, ridiculous. Completely off topic. While I was kicking around today, mm-hmm. I was just messing around trying to hit free kicks. I did the no run-up, like, just stand and shoot. <laughs> it went so far over the bar that I got <laughs> stuck in a tree, and I had to oh use the other God. soccer ball to get it down. That's what that's rust right there. Still probably better than Locadia though. Probably. Some say his his penalty is still coming down. Honestly, those two awful penalties sent me if you looked in my YouTube history, then I started looking up penalty run-ups and I was deep in like watching Neymar's and Pogba's. I forgot that Pogba. You know who's really good at penalty run-ups? Who's that? Bruno Fernandez. That's what I was just about to say was Pogba has been relinquished from his duty, which sort of sucks because he had a really cool penalty run up that you know, I don't know sort what of worked out with it though like Pogba's yeah I think to get think, somebody overthinking yeah I think he would just I think he would just take a random number of steps so you don't even know when he's gonna shoot so he would just do the little jockey stuff and then just be like all right shoot uh just so you know because you can't you can kind of read if a, if a dude's running up to the ball he's gonna get there well, at a certain time because your plant foot but yeah well effort. but he'll he'll do those little steps 
and then you're like, that's why you know that's why Bruno does the little run and jump because what he does is when he jumps, the keeper starts to move because it happens so fast. He starts to move so that he just goes the other side. Oh, he does like the jump and hit with his one foot, just like yeah, uh, Joseph too. Joseph Martinez does that too. Mm -hmm. Oh, he did that against us. us. (laughs) In the playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're at your parents' house. Yeah. No, I saw I saw that too because they were showing Jorginho's, and I was like, oh, he does it. And then somebody did it the other night, I think. I think. Um, yeah, no, the game in the Vancouver game. Yeah, the right? game right before whichever game was played right before um, Portland and Cincy, yeah. they they went to penalties as well. And one of them did the the hop step penalty. Or you can do so, the the Messi in a um, international final and just kick it over the stands, kick yeah, it out of the kick stadium. it to the moon. As far as you know, what I really don't want to see what is us in penalties. Not because I, not because I don't think that we can win them. My, my heart, heart, yeah, the heart is not taking it. The heart's not taking. My heart, it. no, my heart couldn't couldn't take the start of the last game. My heart was beating so <laughs> yeah, far out of like my chest. The fifteen minutes that it took for us to go up was the most tense. Five, but oh five, even. whatever. It was so quick. I think we I, we lost possession within those five minutes, and I was like, oh, man, this is when it's going to happen. It's going to happen quick. Bro, even the end of the game when we were up by two and after Mullins scored, Toronto was getting dangerous. And that's that's what you uh, said when we were watching the Portland game was you were like, um, you could see exactly how, uh, what's his name, scored. Not Barco. I can't remember his name. Blanco. Blanco. Exactly, Blanco. He didn't score, but how he played it in. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I could f- just see our defense crumbling. Yeah, at, def- we sometimes have that situation where there's like one play where we get lazy at the end, or not lazy, but just exhausted, and we let one thing happen. And I could actually definitely see that happening to us. Yeah, well, Ronnie's got to. I think Ronnie has to change how he organizes his defense because mm-hmm. against Toronto, we didn't trust their width. We kind of disrespected their width and yep. how they they cannot play from the outside. Like they just couldn't play us on the wings, mm-hmm. uh, so we we were constantly leaving it open and just having Tenerholm make up or or Mott's make up for the space. Uh, we cannot do that against yeah the, most against of Portland. Most of Portland's game is wing play, yeah, and then whipping crosses and yep. Stuff like and that. then even if you if you cover the wing play, occasionally you're gonna have Valeri shoot a ball up the middle that if he'll just ca- he'll get the ball turn and kick like, yeah it's like it's so That's fast who, he had a couple shots where it was like oh he's liable to rip one yeah. eventually if he keeps getting the chance to take them so that free kick was really close yeah i uh, wanted that free kick that free kick gave me um a little bit of nostalgia from the 2015 mls cup final mm-hmm. where he scored an absolute banger and he was like he was jesus to me for a year yeah he i have his like, jersey yeah he was hand- so cool and that was in the period where I was really starting to get into soccer. So yeah, I was a young, impressionable soccer fan, <laughs> and he just he captured me with a banger. Yeah. Although good news is I did I was playing my NYCFC FIFA career mode today, round of sixteen in the U.S. Open Cup. It was against Portland, Ooh. and I felt like it was up to me to decide whether or not we can. Like if I lost that game in FIFA, that we were going to lose by the same score in real life. We won three to two in extra time there's no extra time so i don't know maybe we're gonna win by pens so i do this awful thing oh i don't even want to i go. do this awful thing where if a team i like wins i'm convinced the other one's gonna lose 
like I I'm I've convinced my brain that I only deserve one team winning at a time because that's just oh, how my, my life has been. Like you're like I'll take. Yeah, like I'll take. Oh, oh, you God, you can oh, have Man U. Yeah, United lost today. Yeah. NYC is gonna win. Yeah, that they sacrificed yeah, for us exactly. to thrive. I I have this awful and when uh when we let, won our last game, United had qualified for three for third place that day. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, it's looking slow <laughs> for the boys. Like I literally I I didn't want to go home. <laughs> the drive home, I was like, oh, it's Bro, gonna I've be a rough day. I've definitely done that with the Pats in NYC before when we were like in the playoffs or something, and I'm like. Bro, just take us out of the playoffs right now just for us to get, like, this last regular season win for New York, it's and so I don't toxic. care. It's yeah. so toxic. Like, why can't I just accept that two teams can win? Yeah. I'm full. I'm convinced. Well, it happened like, once. Yeah. So only that. I feel maybe, like that's the only time I can remember that it's happened. Yeah. But. We also. I can't say that. You sort of like really bad teams. Uh, yeah. Minus NYC, FC. But that's beside the point. I mean, I would say that I follow teams who <laughs> are struggling at the moment. Yeah, they're in their down um, years in a way. But look, I can't, I can't be a guy that just picks who's winning. So that's you know. true. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm good at personally. <laughs> I came, I I was born, and I was like, which sports teams are good right now? When I was born, see, and I was like, I'll take the Pats, the Yankees, uh. That's really all that matters. I didn't get the, I didn't get the choice. Big. I was forced into the Steelers world. Yeah. I was forced into the Red Sox world. Thank God I wasn't forced into the Giants world. I mean, Could my life would suck. You know what? I'm kind of... Sorry to all you NYCFC fans. If you're also Giants fans. Or, Mets, or, even, or Mets fans. Or even you if you imagine? like the Jets. I apologize for what... Belichick has done to all of you personally. <laughs> I'll go on record and I'll apologize on his behalf. To the behalf. Giants? You're going to apologize the, to them? Because I don't think they should bro, apologize to you. That was in the past. Look, <laughs> we don't talk about those ever. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro, if you have to win a Super Bowl because you had to use your helmet to catch a ball, I don't know if you really won it, but that's beside the point. That's one of the most athletic things that has happened on a football field. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. Wrong sport. Moving on uh, back to the Portland game, I think we win that game, but I don't believe it's going to be comfortably. I see maybe 2-1, 2-0, maybe even tied and going to pens at the end. I I could see us uh, probably conceding at least one goal. Realistically, I I can see us conceding one goal. Uh, If we play like we played last game, that's not a problem. We'll outscore them for sure because I don't think – I don't know if they've really been challenged in a way that we played last week in this tournament. Like FC Cincinnati, absolutely. They, like I said, they were on their back foot the whole game. They have not played something recently like how we just performed against Toronto. So that may catch them off guard. Um, hopefully, Ronnie doesn't try to play the mind games like you were saying and I'm so overcomplicate. That he is. I'm so scared the that situation because we know he likes to do that. Like remember uh, with the Champions League. His whole press conference, he was just hyping up Hey Bear, and then he yeah. sat him. Yeah. So he, we know that he's a fan of the mind games. To to a fault, I think. But look, if he if he genuinely taught them how to press like that and play that game plan in six days, mm-hmm. imagine what he could have done in the past what three four days 
leading up to this game. I mean, yeah. it could look real dangerous. It could or look, or even even if it didn't take six days, and like you said, it was just something he had in his back pocket. For sure, it is the most irresponsible thing not to use it in the world. Not to use it until that point. Yeah. Like at the very least, I mean, aside from using it every game, which there's an argument for that, but at the very least, not to impose that against Inter when it's out of our hands unless we unless we win, win that game by three three to four goals. It's pretty much out of our hands. That's the most irresponsible thing. But if he was able to, and I guess I mean he, it would have had to be him. I mean. He's our manager. If he if he's able to get them to that point, and if he can keep them at that point, then his future is probably looking up. I'll say looking that. Real bright. Yeah. Look, that our future is looking bright. In our last episode, you can pull up the clip, play mm-hmm. it if you want. I I sat here and I said we pulled up the quote from the preseason when he got when he got hired mm-hmm. that he would rather win you know five to four than lose one nil. This game plan that he that he had in that last game showed that mentality. That's what that is. That's yeah. what that mentality was. Yeah. So if we're here, if we arrived, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm cool with that too. If, if it goes back to three in the back, I might pull my hair out. I might genuinely jump out of our window. Yeah, it got a little uh, sweaty at the end of that Toronto game after Mullins scored. Well, that's but, fine. Yeah, we're still and if, up and by if two. Anybody's gonna score. Let it be Mullins. Yeah, he was a sir. He was a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he would get the the goal here and there. So if there's anybody, and not Josie, because yep. I think honestly Josie, he He's... lost a little bit of my respect in that game, and he has been losing a little bit yeah. of my respect because how how can you go on Twitter and talk bad about somebody? playing dirty, mm-hmm. and then go and play like you're a linebacker. Immediately the first thing you do. Yeah, it's just... Look, and we were talking about it because we didn't even know if Chanel was that seriously hurt. It looked like he had whiplash or his back was injured. Yeah. Like, if he takes Chanel out of that game and they flip that and win that 4-3... Or, or just force pens and... Like, yeah, it's just such reckless play, and he knew what he was doing. He never one time looked at the ball. No. And it, made, it makes me so mad. And for the first thing... And that's probably why he got away with it without like a red or something, but just because it was his first, legit, the first thing that he did in that game was run up and do that, which is just so. Yeah, that means you know he came off the bench with with a plan. Yeah, with a plan to to play recklessly and come in and try to impose something. But it is what it is with him. Uh, fortunately, we kind of have to love him in a way because he's american yeah, i but think he's i know i think that internationally just, i think he's, he's on toasted. his way yeah he's pretty i don't much think on he'll play again out. how how do you play josie over like a bobby wood or a sergeant or yeah. who are playing at higher levels people, elsewhere yeah that are or people who we haven't even seen yet morris is playing morris well. Some i would guys, rather have zards over him yeah too. i don't and i don't think our game plan i i know we're flipping so many different directions but <laughs> yeah you know welcome to our brain um i don't think our game plan should be like the like, out the door is not clint dempsey no so our our game plan isn't just revolve around our number nine anymore it yep. can't be it has to be you know the pulisic train it has to be the utes the utes pulisic, i'm excited scally Hey, Scully. Hey, get Hack in there. I don't care. If we can start getting him some minutes somewhere, I would hope, because wasted talent is awful. So we don't want to see that happen. Even uh, the kid from Arsenal that we have now, who's injured right now, 
midfielder. Oh. Uh, Salalem. 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 Yeah. Something with yes. a Z. Good you. He is. Is he yeah. American? He is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. crazy that like so much talent that NYCFC is the breeding ground for American talent. But I don't want to <laughs> be the one to say it out loud. But it is cool to go on Twitter and see everybody saying that we are like the academy. You know, it's not cool. We're to see the on academy. The super high expectations that come with being a New York team. I know. This morning I woke up and i was just out and i'm just scrolling and i see the new york post saying uh the the mls is back tournament crown would be something something along the lines of it'd be great for nycfc to prove themselves by winning it like you know, everything probably written by a guy who's never yeah, watched a here's the a thing second here's the thing that's obvious it would be great for any team in the tournament it would be great for a team to win a tournament that's the basis of what he said. You know what is also great? Yeah. If you score more goals than the other team. Yeah, that's you how you win. win. Yeah. John Madden. But said it's that. just it is it's so annoying. I mean, and we contribute to it. I I we, will yeah. fully admit I contribute to it because mm -hmm. I expect the most out of the team. But dude, let them breathe. Like they barely got yeah. into the tournament. Everything not, not right to the now, tournament, but to the round of sixteen. Yeah, this is all free this soccer. This is gravy. This is free soccer. At this point, if we if we lose, hey, we we had a probably Doesn't one of the best the games we've ever played in Toronto, or against Toronto. We can take that as a win if we can take time to make that our every game and build on it. Yeah, our every game tactic, and and we're able to really perform that way. Then we're gonna be we're gonna be good dangerous. in the future. Yeah, we're a dangerous team like that. But um, those you expectations you can't take. Two wins out of four games, mm -hmm. only one of them looking good, and say, and also, and 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 just have those expectations. But then to also have people predict that we win the whole thing mm -hmm. before we've even played a round of sixteen game. Yep. It just it seems ludicrous to think, but I guess that's how you get clicks. That's I that's mean, well, that's what I was uh, texting you about too. With the story was like, I I don't think it. I guess it bothers us to a different degree than it would like a casual fan. So a casual fan, if you just like live in the city and it's obviously uh, the club's goal to try to bring in more fans endlessly. That's every club's goal. Um, this directly uh, hurts their ability to do that if we now don't win the cup. Yeah. Because now a casual fan that just reads that or even scrolls past it and now you know, they've locked it in their head. Oh, it looks like... Uh, the team that I would claim should probably be winning this tournament. Let's yeah. let's see how it goes, even on such a basic level. And then say we get knocked out like the next game, or we don't even make it to the the finals, or we get there and we don't win. To so then they're like, I thought we were supposed to win. So you know we're already a peg down um, in their mind. And if it's a casual fan that you're trying to get heavily into the club and really make them a fan and get them to come to games and sort of contribute a way that you know we do like you would want an ideal fan to uh that's just not a good foot to start off on and there's nothing the club can do about it it's just yeah. these people outside creating these expectations for them uh well it's just really unfortunate that's the that's the the hole that new york teams and new york riders always dig themselves into mm -hmm. 
you pile a bunch of expectations on a team that would probably be good without them. Yeah. Definitely better without them. It's not great to have those distractions. It's tough. It's tough to perform when you feel like the media has an agenda against you. Right. So why stack the cards against your team? It's because anybody can get a computer well, and write it. an article and get clicks, and they know that's how they do it. Um, it's just I wish it was a little it's sort of a, a you should, New York you mentality have to have a certain amount of time or hours talking about a thing or watching a thing to be able to comment on it before making like predictions even yeah like, that's when I, you can't especially to from such guys, a wide audience the new york post too like a lot of people are going to see that and it's just annoying yeah so um anyways looking forward to the game where at uh, what point actually i i just thought of this at what point do you think uh you're happy with how this tournament turned out for us i'm good now yeah in my brain like we are we've gone f- way farther mm-hmm. than i thought we would so everything from here is gravy yeah i think uh, i don't know if i'm maybe expecting too much but i sort of want us to beat portland and then i feel like we've really exceeded uh what we should have expected coming into this tournament of course we talked about that infamous pre-recording that never saw the light of day yeah. that you guys never saw Thankfully, and you won't see. You, yeah, you'll never see it based on how poorly we played in the group games. But like we said uh, in the first episode, was we were winning the cup basically is what we thought. Yeah. Um. So that's why you can't see it because it was basically just thirty minutes of us telling you guys how we're going to win it. And, uh, and then we played the exact opposite of what we thought. We yeah, were. everything was different than what came out of our mouths. Um. But I think. Right now, it's cool where we are. I think that was probably a great showing to show everybody that we have that in the tank, and hopefully we can build on it. Uh, so we're probably right about where the expectations were. I think if we can win this next game, that I would be pretty content no matter what happens, um, depending on how the game goes. I, I mean, right. if we get thrashed, I'm going to feel a little bit different. But if we're competitive through 90 minutes, uh, and if we even push it to pen, like, you know, this would be in the situation if we did take an L as long as we're competitive for 90 minutes um and trying then i i can't be mad at anybody for that i mean looking at looking at the bracket there's nobody that's that jumps out at me that is super super scary yeah like i'm not I, i'm not afraid i think this is for the boys to to face lafc or orlando again mm-hmm. as long as we're playing to our best ability in terms of actually trying and actually doing the little things off the ball, on the ball, everything like that, we'll be fine and I'll accept a loss if it comes. But I'm just at this point, like I said, I just feel like we're lucky to get in. We had one of our best performances, one to build on. Yep. And if we do lose, it's not something that we need to dwell on. We don't definitely don't need to do like a, a Ronnie out parade. Yeah. Um. I mean, unless he, like I said, if he does the three in the back, yeah, then it's Ronnie out. <laughs> I'm so serious. If it's three in the back, you'll see me on the next episode saying Ronnie out. Yeah. I might even make a shirt. Uh. Yeah. I think this is probably. Would you agree? This is probably going to be our most difficult uh, game of the tournament up until this point, and potentially into the future, unless we make it. To I the think finals. Orlando was the hardest game, and if we play them again, it, we can only play them in the mm-hmm. final. Compa- yep. Right. But. If we play them again, that would be our hardest game. But at this point, 
I think Portland is is up there with number two, yeah. one or two, the toughest game. Because because if we do, if we are able to get by Portland, then we've got uh, SKC and we've got Philly. Yeah. So hopefully I not Philly. I think I was gonna say I would probably prefer Philly, uh, just because we've seen them, and I feel like they may come in thinking that we're who they played two weeks ago, and well, I think that would benefit us because if if we continue the form that we just had against Toronto, we're not that same team. And that's going to hurt them. That is a big if. Yeah, it is a big, big if. if. And we're going to find out. But uh, I think I would prefer Philly just because, I mean, Polito on SKC is a baller. That's the guy, actually, I just thought, who did the jump penalty kick. He is a baller for sure. He can bang free kicks whenever he wants to. Um, hey, we got guys. We got guys, too. We got too. guys. We got guys. But they, worried. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of guys in the tournament. Uh, this is probably, I would just think this is probably our toughest game until the finals if we get there. And then... I'd say it's tougher mentally than it is physically. I would agree with and that, that's, yeah. that's uh, that's the best way I can summarize it. Yep. If we can get the mental right, physically we can dominate yeah, that, everything that game. else will come then. Yeah. Because yeah. we, well, now we're at a point where we know we can do it. We know what we did, and we know if we play like that again, we can do it again. And I'm not sure if there's too many teams... With us playing that way, that can that can get a result against us. Oh, I can only think of LAFC. That yeah, that would be the the only one. Because th- they have the quality to to tactically outplay that or play mm-hmm. or counter it at least. Yeah. But um. Yeah. And depending on what happens in the semifinals, I wanted to talk about this. Was were we in a group of death, bro? Because I, I if, mean, if, if you look at the rest through, of the tournament, yeah. if Philly goes through and if Orlando go through. We're three out of the four, of the final four. That's a group of death right there. It's so, just. It sounds a bit. <laughs> I I agree, but it sounds a bit Arsenal excuse type thing. Building up a little something bit. to yeah. get out of it. It's like if it does you know, happen. Well, you know. I mean, we got out of it though, but barely. I yeah. mean, I'm ha- I'm just ha- I'm happy to to be where we are. Mm-hmm. We'll assess if we. Uh, if we have a nice and easy out after Portland, yeah. But I'm happy. I'm a happy New York fan. Uh, I'm excited to see what these boys do. Yeah, we're gonna have to see who we end Prediction up playing. Man of the match for for this Portland. game. Uh, I don't know. Or I need a. Can I re, can I rephrase it? Maybe? Yeah, I need do, a little bit to even think about it. Do from each side. Well, no, not no. Do. Who you think the man of the match will be, and who you think needs to be the man of the match in order for us to win? I think that Maxi needs to be the man of the match for us to win. Uh, if he if he plays like he did in Toronto, then that's it. That's I mean a goal and an assist that should be enough to probably put us through because I can't see them scoring more than two against us or more than one against us rather. Uh, but who do I think will be the man of the match? Um, I don't know who I think will, but who I would love to be the man of the match would be Tati, I think. I think I would love for him to score a brace. Like, that to me would be so fire to get him, like, really on his, on his, uh, you know, what I'm talking about. On his game. Yeah, Yeah, really on fire. And, like, man, I don't know. He's already hot. I would love to see if he hits two more, like, how he, how much he's going to be feeling himself. So, same to you. What do you think about those? I think 
prediction for man of the match. I want to say Tinnerholm. Mm, that's Tinnerholm gets man of the match with. Uh, I'll I'll go as crazy to say that he'll get a goal and assist. So the classic tenor boom that's and very... uh, and a cross. He's been flirting with it though. Yeah, with that goal. So that's I guess I'll predict that and who I think needs to be man of the match. A combination of Sean Johnson because he needs if if we are ball watching he needs to be on his absolute best because you saw since he's keeper he wasn't tracking the ball too well. Mm-hmm. So in situations where, you know, Portland is very good at whipping those balls in like you said, he he wasn't putting himself in the position to close that down at all. And I right. think Sean Johnson has a little more confidence to go out and get one. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs to do that. But Chano needs to lead that line and have another performance like, like they did in the last game. Yep. And really shut that down. Because, you know, if, if Tenerholm is out there not allowing crosses and Mats is in there not allowing crosses and those center backs are in the right positions, you can cancel their whole game plan out Yeah, with with those two guys really being on mm-hmm. their game. So that's who I want. So the defense is really, for you, going to be pretty much the key, the yeah, key to this game. Because we've seen, I don't need to go over the first three games to tell you we can struggle at times to score goals. Yep. Um, so in the case that last game was not necessarily a fluke, but just a poor Toronto or a solid game plan, like one of those off chances. Yep. If we can't score more than a goal, we need to not concede yeah. anything. Yep. So that's why I think they need to be the at their best and we'll be in good shape. Yeah. I think the two final last very important, very quick things that I would uh like to see out of this game is I want uh, a Sean Johnson clean sheet, not against an expansion team where the rest of the team is playing poorly and he's not really facing any shots. I want that. I want a clean sheet for Sean. And, uh, man, I really, really want Hebert to get a goal. I think I, that is very important for us um, in the next two games if we get to see the next two games. Even Matrita getting a goal contribution. But, yeah, Matrita or Hebert. Assist or a goal, I think they both desperately need it. Yeah, I think Matrita even more so needs yeah. it. Really. I think he's he's still got or confidence, he got an assist, but he's still got confidence. But it just doesn't like there's something that's not clicking. There's a, yeah, it's something very small mentally. I think because yeah. we know that he has it in him. Just mentally, there's probably a there's, I, there's a ton. Of, I mean, like we'll go back to it again, but there's a ton of pressure being an athlete for a New York team. Coming right. in for a huge price, biggest in history in our yeah, history. Yeah, so look, I I'll give them the pass, but there we do need to start seeing more. Yeah, um, we've seen flashes of it, but I'd like to see more. And with that, man, we've become soft on these boys. <laughs> I know. After they played that Toronto game, if you even watch episode one and two, we've like become two soft. Minutes. On if you these watch guys. two minutes of that first episode, that is a throwaway. We oh that one. I mean, even our first, like our first uploaded episode and our second yeah. one, we sort of went in on these guys, and then they were like, then we were like, oh, we like you guys play yeah, that we, type of football. We like that one. Hey, we could <laughs> we could deal Matrita being a little not all there. Yeah. 
as but long as, other, as, as the if, rest of the if team things is are clicking, uh huh. Who cares? Yeah, well, that's that's sort of what you have to hope for. Is if if Matrix is out of form, at least have the rest of the team performing, so uh, that he can maybe fall into that same groove as everyone and hopefully kick him up there and get him going. But, but competition starts with people getting goals. I don't I don't have right. to keep saying it. The comp, there's no competition for four positions right now unless you're scoring goals. That's the only way you're gonna find your, yourself in the team, unless Ronnie doesn't have a backbone. In that case, Ronnie out. But and that's why we'll probably see Tati start. Yep. Why? Yeah, we'll probably see Maxi start this week. I would assume, but yeah, that was a long one, but long. it was a good one. Yeah. But it's getting more natural. We're getting kind of the feel for it. Yeah, it, it gets a little. This time I didn't feel really too nervous to talk. Really, yeah. it's, it kind of it definitely felt natural. That's a good yeah. word for it. We're definitely. Um, getting the hang of it hopefully it's starting to look better sound better settling in yeah. um you know we're we're just trying to do this genuinely as as cliche as it sounds we're really doing this for us at the end of the day yeah. so um we're trying to make the best possible content mm -hmm. uh, and pump it out just learn about making content really uh our twitter go ahead and follow that post 90 podcast that's post yep. 90 pod uh on twitter and instagram same thing yep and same thing for uh, email if you want to send us any emails about anything email, yep. we're open to any offers we're down yeah uh if you want to no well, we can't hang out it's corona yeah but if you want to call in you want to call in yeah we could do some cool stuff like that if Absolutely. there was any interest in it i'm so down yeah or Talk any ideas the, any ideas that you have that you want to see mm -hmm. or anything you're looking for out of uh content about the club because right. like we said we're we're down to learn and down to like try really anything and just you know get some stuff out there for everybody so yeah. we know we love the club and we know uh before we did something like this what we were looking for out of content creators around other clubs like yeah. we're like our main media uh that we pay attention to is essentially just all online stuff we don't have tv we look at you know youtube and stuff like that and we follow our respective clubs and our even our respective sports teams um on all of those uh, platforms and beyond the sports teams what we're looking for is you know content creators like regular people uh, just like us that are you know trying to hop on a mic or trying to hop on FIFA trying to hop on whatever they can just to um, you know have a good time and connect with other people that care about the club because yeah. you know those are the best people to share these things with like this is it's so great to be able to share Our that thoughts. Toronto game yeah, yeah like like or even more so that that Pavon penalty like yeah. that was so cool and it like all of us together experienced that super special thing that yeah. in the last minute of the last hour of the entire group stages we somehow snuck our way into the tournament and that's something i mean really if you're a diehard nycfc fan you you won't forget that ever ever um, yeah or even you know during the game live tweeting it interacting yep. with you guys interacting with nycfc forums tactics the, yep nation all of the guys who are tweeting um just yeah. to be, just to conversate with you guys and yep. and really be in there is, uh, it's the best thing that's come from this. Right. So you know, thank you guys for that. Thank you for anybody who's watched even a minute of Yo, this. Anyone that's even like liked a tweet, retweeted a tweet. It's insane. It's, I would die happy with thirty views. Mm -hmm. Like we have thirty views on the first episode. I could die happy. Feels with that. cool. That yeah. Is like the coolest thing in the world that anybody in the world will watch it. So. Thank you, guys. We're going to keep trying to do our best. and mm -hmm. Go Blues. We'll Come see on, you boys very in blue. soon in Portland. All right. <sighs>